WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. He's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. And a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Conference Championship weekend in the books. It'll be the Chiefs and the 49ers. So Fitzy, let me ask you this one. Who do you think's kicking themselves in the bottom more today? Would it be the Baltimore Ravens, who were the number one seed, home field advantage, MVP quarterback, failing to get there, or the underdog Lions, who had a 17-point lead in the second half? Who's more steaming at themselves for not making it to the Super Bowl? I feel like it's got to be the Ravens, even though you'd think it would be the Lions because they had the 17-point lead, but... For the Ravens, it's not going to line up any better than getting... This is easily the most, I won't say, offensively challenged version of the Kansas City Chiefs you've had during the Mahomes-Reed-Kelsey run, number one. Mm -hmm. Two, you're home. You've got a day game at home with a full crowd. The weather wasn't exactly, you know, it was cold, brisk. Like, it should be everything that favored and factored into a positive for Baltimore and they came out and spit the bit and sh- and played afraid mm-hmm. all the way through. I-, I-, I think they not only should they be kicking themselves as hard as the Lions, if not a little bit more, they should be ashamed of the effort they put forth. I mean, their defense played their ass off. Yeah, they scored the final 10 points. Quarters. They scored 10 points. Uh, that was a joke. No, it was an absolute joke. It's a good answer, but it's a great question. That's why I asked it. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go Lions only because they were playing with house money, but then. You're no longer playing with house money when you're up 17 with 30 minutes to go. I think they, they built up such a big lead. San Francisco, the last two weeks, was vulnerable. The Packers should have beaten them, and the Lions should have beaten them. And they let them hang around. They Dan Campbell, classic Dan Campbell, going forward on these fourth downs, giving up points, having opportunities for field goals, doesn't want to take the field goals, and they lose. And you wonder, with them... Like, what's their staying power going to be like? We talked earlier in the show about if Ben Johnson leaves, Tanner Angstrom might leave. He might even come here, for God's sakes. If they lose all these offensive coaches, how good is Jared Goff and that offense going to be going forward? Does the Dan Campbell, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, bite kneecaps and stuff, does that start to wear off at all? Because, like, they had a great – he took over for Matt Patricia, which was the shot in the arm that they needed – they had a bad first season, but they were building something, right? They lost a ton of close games, that whole cliche, but they did. Then they won a bunch more games his second year, and then they win the division in his third year. But famously, like, no franchise encapsulates that more than Detroit, who in 1991 had a young Barry Sanders and were in the NFC Championship game, and then they never sniffed it again for 30-plus years. Yeah, so, how about Dan Marino going to that one yeah, Super good Bowl? One. Like, ah, yep. you'll be back, guy. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, I thought Russell Wilson was going to win multiple Super Bowls with the Seahawks when they beat up uh, so did he. Peyton Manning. So did he. So did Pete Carroll. And so did probably Marshawn Lynch and, and the whole thing. The, but but Lamar, is, Lamar is going to be your MVP this that, year. You, go, have yeah, the, true. you have what the league is telling you is this year's best player. They have their best wide receiving core. They've got a dynamite defense. You've got a crowd whipped into a 
freaking purple and black frenzy and lather. Like, everything is in their favor. And they came back and they played defensively on their heels for the first half and then offensively and offensively inept. They got out of their comfort zone. It didn't look like the rape. Like, why would you, unless it's specifically designed to attack the team that you're playing because you feel like you have found a new vulnerability or mm-hmm. weakness, why would you get away from what you do now all of a sudden? No, that's like, true. At least Dan Campbell went down. He fell on the sword that right, he right. lived and died by all year in the last three years. Died. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Lived and died. Uh, more dying, though, uh, recently. Uh, but my other reason why it's the Lions and not the Ravens is because the Ravens lost to Patrick Mahomes. So that would be like years from 01 to 18 if a really good team like, you know, Phillip Rivers had a really good team one year or Roethlisberger or Peyton Manning. It's like, yeah, you lost to Tom Brady. You know, it's right. like you, you were there, you were in it. And even if you were the one seed, uh, you know, obviously the Patriots hosted a lot of AFC championship games. But there's a few times they went on the road. And it's like, well, you lost to the best. And right now, that's what the Chiefs are. They're the best. And so the Ravens, uh, but, I mean, like, to your point, just the way they played, it's not like they lost this, you know, 31-28 shootout. Lamar Jackson's running all over them. The offense is clicking. It's like, no, the offense just had nothing. Great first touchdown. Zay Flowers ends up being (laughs) all over the place. Far and away the best player on offense that they had, but also the most costly. Like, the guy has a dumb penalty. He has the horrific fumble. And Mm -hmm. he was the only one doing anything. Like, nobody else was able to do anything with the ball except for Zay Flowers. So that was sort of a hard game to figure out. Yeah, like, play like a Raven today means, all right, be so (laughs) energized and so jacked, you lack complete discipline and seem like you're totally out of emotional sorts. It's crazy. It was is bad. I never sort of saw him as that guy at BC as well. But right. you know, strange things happen in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and again, the reason why I think it has to be the Ravens is because sure you go, yeah, you there's some nobility, I suppose. Like, well, you're just another victim of Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey along the way on their path of potentially. Yeah, there's a long greatness. list of teams that are yep, there. A lot yep. of people that have fallen in the Chiefs' kingdom. I got gotcha. you, but like Dan Camp, Detroit, that was about as Detroit. Uh, as as Detroit a win as those first two were in the playoffs, that was about as Detroit a loss as you could possibly. They are who they came in as advertised. Yeah, uh, that's who the Lions are. So, sure, should they be kicking themselves? Yeah, because but it would have required Dan Campbell to almost step away from being Dan Campbell momentarily and do something you and I believed would have involved a little more logic. Like someone needed to get through it and be like, Dan, no. Yeah. This is one of those times we can't bite kneecaps or tear off an ass cheek. This is one of these times like <laughs> take the kick three, the, take the freaking points, <laughs> take the three. You're up 17 with under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. I mean, you feel pretty good about that, but they decided not to. And then the Niners just scored it seemingly on every possession after that. But uh, yeah, I would also say just the way everything broke for both teams. There's a great chance that neither are in the championship game next year. Maybe not even in the divisional round next year. Like you'll have to wait and see. I mean, for, for Baltimore, you know, if Joe Burrow has a healthy season, that changes things with Cincinnati, you know, Patrick Mahomes feels like we'll always be there. Josh Allen's going to be in the mix. Like that was the other part that broke right for Baltimore. Like you had the best record in the regular season. Therefore Kansas city beat Buffalo. Like you only had to play Houston. So you beat Houston, and then you host the Chiefs. Like this was this was the best possible path they probably could have envisioned, and mm-hmm. couldn't get it done. Uh, back to the phones we go. Corey is in Jersey. What's going on, Corey? 
Hey, guys, just want to change it up real quick, talk about the OC search. Sure. Um, I think the reason it's taking Gerard so long and we're having so many interviews is because if you really think about who's been the OC since he's been coaching, it's basically just been McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, and then that terrible year, Matt Patricia. So those aren't really the greatest options. And I think for the people who say bring back McDaniels, that's like, I, I don't know, that's like going to the new restaurant in town and just ordering chicken fingers because it's the safe option, <laughs> quote unquote, when realistically like it. It, has the, uh, it has the potential to be the worst thing on the menu. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on that real quick. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Honestly, I don't know many people that do want to bring back McDaniels. Maybe they just haven't called this show. I haven't really heard it. I mean, obviously, no, they don't. Do not want, Rich. I think yeah, it's no. a no. You know, yeah. we ran a uh, before Zach Robinson got hired. We ran a, uh, a Twitter poll at Rich Keefe Show, and it was who do you want as your offensive coordinator? And this is early on in the process. They'd only interviewed a couple of guys, but Zach Robinson, Nick Cayley, Josh McDaniels, or other. And Zach Robinson ran away with it. He had like forty six percent of the vote. The other three options were all pretty much tied. I think Cayley even was slightly higher than McDaniels. Yep. And you would imagine if you took Robinson off the uh, options. There would have been even more for Kaylee and even less for McDaniels. So now that anybody wants McDaniels, and at this point, you have what eleven interviews. Three have taken jobs, so there are eight. There are eight candidates that you interviewed that are available. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to take one of those guys over going back to McDaniels. Like one of those eight had to impress them enough to hire him. That I mean, you want it to, if if you now need to bring in a ninth or a tenth. What does that say about the first eight, the hateful eight? <laughs> that's, not, that's not great. It's supposed to be an elite eight. Like somebody in no. there has to like. That's what I'm saying. Like, is this gonna? Is it gonna be sponsored? Are we gonna find Ooh, out? Like, there's good. there's a final four. But the problem with if this list, if you want to call it a problem, is it's so much unknown. Only one guy has actually been an offensive coordinator on the list, and he was with Carolina last year, which was the only team in the league worse than the Patriots. That was really not an impressive offense last Nope. Year. Not at all. And who knows? I mean, Frank Reich obviously was the coach there at first, so I don't know how much of it was him and then, then you know, how much was Thomas Brown going to be able to do after the fact. But you look at the list, it's a lot of QB coaches. It is tight end coaches. It is passing game coordinators. And the three guys that they interviewed that were probably the most qualified already got snapped up. So Shane Waldron goes to the Bears. Zach Robinson goes to the Falcons. And then Dan Pitcher stays with the Bengals. So everybody else, there's not a ton of experience on there. There are guys from the Shanahan tree. There are guys from the McVay tree, which I think most people would be happy with. But you're going to have somebody that has never had that job before, has never called plays in in uh, a game. You know, again, so outside you, of Brown. You, what's the first question that gets asked at these interviews, Rich? Is it going to be like, uh, you know, for Thomas Brown, it's like, so I see that you you're used to working with inferior offensive <laughs> talent. You should be used to it here. Try, how would you come up here and fix things? No, the winters are colder, so you might want to pack a coat. But other than that, it's going to be similar to Carolina. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And also, who's who has final say? Is it Mayo? Is it Grow? Is it Kraft? Is it Wolf? Wolf. Who's who's doing it? Or is it or is it TBD? Could be TBD. Could be a guy. so. If there's a GM from the outside. Uh, he or she is going to be upset to to know that they've already hired the head coach and the defensive coordinator without their input, <laughs> and maybe the number three pick in the draft. Just, it is a curious. Yeah. It is non traditional. Yeah, that's we'll a nice. Say that. That's a nice way of putting it. Non traditional. It is. Uh, let's go to Paulie in Dedham. He joins us next year on the program. Paulie, 
what it is, it's dumbass. You got a guy with experience <laughs> like Josh McDaniels. You got, uh, and I, I like Nick Kelly. He's a good kid, but he's he's never so much as coached a quarterback. Never mind been an OC. And you're going to take him over McDaniels? Why? Because he's he's going to be a good social worker with the with the uh, uh, players. No, hopefully nice he's got some. Hopefully he's got some of the McVay offense in him after being there for a year, and not the same McDaniel's yeah, offense. That's not the a whole hell of a lot. He's not even. He couldn't touch. He couldn't touch Josh McDaniel's with a ten foot. So you want to run the Josh McDaniel's, McDaniel's offense again, Polly? Let him. Let him. Let you know. Let let um and then Kelly become a quarterbacks coach. So, so you want McDaniel's? Are, are you Polly? You want McDaniel's, or you just think he's better than Kaylee? I want him. I, I what? Both. Really? Both. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I'm telling you, I'm going to say it again. I, he's the only one that said that was able to get Mac Jones to play. Okay, fine. He, he can work with young quarterbacks. Mac Jones all that knows that offense. People talk about a veteran quarterback. Fitzy, you were talking about it earlier in the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Why ain't you picking up the phone and calling Tom Brady to get this thing going? <laughs> we can build, rebuild the team and the culture at warp speed. Good point. You think he wants you know, to? He, do you think? Polly, do you think that, he Polly. wants to play for a head coach ten uh, years you, younger you than him? You he's got Belichick's gone now. He's Tommy. We're gonna give you two years now. <laughs> we, I'm so, we're sorry. We we apologize. <laughs> I think it might be a we, we need you back for two. We need you back for these two years to rebuild this team at warp speed. Okay, and bring us back to promise. He would. He would be so miserable. Yeah. to get my exactly. I am not interested in getting my and get my ass kicked for another minute. All right. Well, there maybe we can get Brady a jersey that fits him when he comes back. That'd be nice. Unlike the one that he wore last September. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't even know how good Mac Jones was his rookie year either. I feel like that gets a little overblown just because he was like a Pro Bowl alternate and it wasn't a great rookie class. So like he, well, the the rookie class underwhelmed so greatly. Yeah. Uh, and no one has really uh, acquitted themselves no, so well that no. now they look like a, a, really. a certified stud at this point. Uh, I mean, he was he was good. You know what he was good enough to help us erase the memory of Cam Newton struggling yeah. in the second half of the 2020 season and at least temporarily cure the Tom Brady hangover. Now it came back raging the next no. year when they obliterated Mac Jones's confidence and ability to work with an offensive coordinator who had no idea what he was doing. But what it wasn't it was good enough to reunite McDaniels and Mac Jones here and be like no. this this is going to solve it. Like it's no. it's not. That's not that that's Brady's not coming back. No. Nope. Nope. McDaniels isn't coming back. We got to like just rip the band-aid off yes, and move on. Take a chance and move on. All right, you can get in here if you choose. We got grab bag on the way. It's the Rich Keefe show with Fitzy, but right now here is Stiz with what's trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Celtics lost their first home game over the weekend to the Clippers, 115-96. to But they're trying to right the ship tonight at the TD Garden. They're playing the Pelicans. They were down by uh, more than 10, but right now in the third quarter... Uh, with about 20 seconds left to play, 87 to 81. The Pelicans are up 87 to 81. So the Celtics have cut the lead down a little bit, hoping to seal the deal. The Bruins beat the Flyers over the weekend, six to two in Philly. Bruins back on the ice Tuesday night when they'll host the Flames. Puck drops from Causeway Street at 7 p.m. The Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers will go down in Vegas a week from Sunday. Kickoff at 6:30. 
The Chiefs beat the Ravens yesterday in Baltimore 17-10. Mahomes threw for 241 yards, one touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 11 receptions, 116 yards, one touchdown. This will be the Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl appearance in the last five years. Meanwhile, in the NFC, the Lions blew a 17-point lead, losing to the 49ers 34 to 31. And some sad Red Sox news over the weekend. Former Red Sox manager Jimmy Williams passed away on Friday at the age of 80 in Florida after a brief illness. Williams was signed by the Red Sox as an amateur free agent in 1964. He also played with the Cardinals. He returned to the majors to manage the Toronto Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Houston Astros. He survived by his wife, of 47 years, Peggy, as well as his son, Sean and Brady, his daughters, Monica Farr and Jenna Williams, and his eight grandchildren. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keith show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. If you missed any of the program, you can check out the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can watch the program on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Get all the programs from 6A all the way up until 10P. Tomorrow night on the program, Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com, the Cadillac. It's going to be in for Andy Hart. Patriots insider. Patriots insider. Talk about offensive coordinators. Talk about Mac Jones. Talk about the draft. He's a big draft guy as well, so that'll be good. Break it all down. But right now, let's quit messing around because... It's time for Grabbag! It's time for Grabbag! That's right, it is time for grab bag where we get to all the stories we couldn't get to in the first three plus hours of the program let's begin with the boston celtics update from the garden under nine minutes to play they trail the pelicans 94 to 86 so fitz ah. your, your spidey sense was was tingling on this one i i just didn't i don't know what it was yeah. about the pelicans why that would feel like an odd matchup but like i didn't like i didn't like the fact that porzingis was out tonight so they right. were without some size he and the murder cornet I really didn't like the way they didn't played, lost the other night. Yep, like yep. I don't know, it just didn't feel like the right kind of matchup. They were twenty and zero at home to start the season. Oof. They have lost their last two home games, Holy and they are in smokes. jeopardy of losing three straight at home. Who would ever have thought that? And once again, I hit my over Zion Williamson over. I can't, I can't lose these player props during the year this might be your year this you yeah, did where's he at right now he's at like 23 the number was 20 and a half he's at yeah, like 23 see. i think with like eight minutes to play don't get it like al's got a al's got a partially sprained neck so he's not playing like himself by the way uh to anyone who put a little action tonight on the rich keith show parlay stanley and i offer our heartfelt apologies yeah, that'd be the- me that'd be me i hit my leg the Jazz are getting smoked right Just now. Just pumped by the Nets. Yeah, it's not, not going to I don't think Jalen Brown no. has even come within five feet of a three-pointer tonight. I think uh, over two and a half field goals he might have missed, <laughs> let alone threes. Guys struggling tonight. Grab his bag. Get twisted. We got Tyrese Halliburton could be back 
for the Pacers tomorrow. So the C's take on the Indiana Pacers. Hal Burton's been out with a hamstring injury for a long time, one of the all-star starters coming up. But it looks like he could return tomorrow. So not ideal if you're the Celtics and you're trying to uh, turn things around. Although he is fun to watch, so just from the entertainment uh, aspects of it, that's good. Great. So everyone else is getting healthier or getting ready to make an awesome uh, second half push or at least. Well, I mean, the all-star break is coming up. It's coming. I mean, I guess if the Celtics were going to struggle a little bit rich, now is the time to do so so that there's something they can coach up from once we get to the all-star break. Around this time, wasn't it? Right before the All-Star break or right after the All-Star it break? It was right after the yeah, All-Star yeah, yeah, break. That's yeah, yeah. when Missoula gets his contract right. extension. Oh, we got to make him feel good hey, about it. Next thing you know. Yeah. What are we, 10 years old? I've seen every grab bag on the planet. You got to tell me about this one, Fitzy. Cam Newton heard whispers about Gerard Mayo years ago. What is this? Yeah, so I saw this story on Boston.com earlier. Apparent Cam Newton said he heard, quote, whispers about Patriots' plan for Gerard Mayo years ago. Quote, huh. hell, when I was there, I knew he was going to be next. Um, Gerard Mayo is solidified and has all the right to be the next person in charge, Newton said during an episode of his YouTube show called Fourth and One. Hell, when I was there, I knew he was going to be next. Well, it's funny. I mean, I think a lot of players aren't surprised that he's the guy because there's there was a lot of uh, talk even when he was a player. Remember, we played that clip, that old clip that was surfacing. He was young in his career, and they were calling him Gerard Belichick. Yeah, and, Brady and called Bill's him kid. Gerard Belichick. <laughs> Newton conti- yeah, Newton said just his presence alone. He was running a lot of meetings. This is 2020, so this is only his second year back with the Patriots, but wow. in the coaching capacity, running a lot of meetings, and he had a lot of that type of leadership tone it was almost like he was next up there were whispers but we're talking two three years ago mm. Mm. All right. well that? maybe cam newton's mm. awesome who's, cam Newton. who's to say too much grab bag Get on me i can't breathe there's a prop out there uh there's gonna be a lot of props we're gonna talk a ton of props starting next week but we can mix in a few this week but we're gonna go on the record next week we're gonna do 2025 20, props for the super bowl but there's going to be a prop on whether or not Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift on the field. So the first sports book, I'm not sure if it was like one of those like bet online or bet AG. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now since then, every sports book has it. What's the do you have the line in front of you? Is it like minus a thousand or is it actually uh, like their legitimate chance? Yes, is like plus 250 no is minus like 5,000 yeah okay yeah he's not or minus 500 like it, he's the not odds are that. He's not now, wouldn't that, that just be gross it would be and I think as much as they may be enjoying this or not like who the hell knows but I don't think that's what they want to do she was on the field for the AFC championship celebration and everybody's going crazy about that and the hugs and the kisses and all that but he's not gonna propose or was he Ian Johnson the running back from Boise State Good pull. I remember, when, I remember when that happened in what I still believe is the greatest college football game ever played. Oh, my God. I remember watching that game and being like, uh, like as soon as this gets lopsided, I forget, I, was, I forget who I was hanging out with. I'm like, we're going to watch like a movie or we'll play video games or something. I'm like, no, this game's still going. Still really yep. good. Still going. Oh, it's getting crazier. You stay up. I didn't, I didn't have plans to watch the Fiesta Bowl all night between Boise State and Oklahoma, and yet there I was. Yep. What a game. What a time and to be alive. And they ran all of our favorite plays. Hook and ladder, <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Yep. Every, do you remember the name of the quarterback for the Boise The annexation State? of Puerto Rico. Yeah, Jared Zabinski. Not a boy. Of course. Of course Jared I knew. Jared Zabrinski. There yep. you go. Yeah, because then it wasn't until after that where they got like Kellen Moore and they got those stud receivers that were in the league for a minute. The Titus Young and 
he was like a bad dude, I think. And then they had another guy that like lit it up. That's when they really took off. The hook and the, ladder like, was basically the last play of the like they needed to convert a sixty yard hook and ladder to tie the game and send it to overtime. Yeah, right. And then was the two point conversion was the, the running the running back yeah. booted to the right and it was a running back option. It was a halfback option. It's a grab bag. Uh-uh. Julius Randle might be out weeks, not months. The initial reports were the all-star forward for the Knicks had a shoulder injury. It's going to cost him months. Now it looks like it's just going to cost him weeks. I guess that's good news for the Knicks. Good for the Knicks who have been playing some good basketball and seem like a much tougher out. As, boy, the ever, what's that? Is there any good news in the East for the Celtics right now? No, not really. Well, Doc Rivers is with the Bucs. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the good news. It's a grab bag. It's grab bag. It's my grab bag. My grab bag. Taylor Swift reportedly has made the NFL $331.5 million this season. How do they break that down? So the impressions basically, let me see how this breaks down. So the impressions that she's generated in terms of uh, revenue, advertising, uh, front of, uh, Taylor Swift, an equivalent brand value of $331.5 million for the Chiefs and the NFL per Apex Marketing, including print, digital, radio, TV highlights, and social media dating back to September. So when you see something like that, that her that she alone just by going to the games and hugging Mahomes' wife and then saying she loved Travis Kelsey on the field at the AFC Championship, yeah, that's worth a third of a billion dollars. Did you think there was any way that the, the Chiefs would possibly not make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. They do have that going for them. I mean, that's what they wanted, right? They sent the ref. They sent the road ref to the game. Yep. We were talking about that last week. He was calling penalties. I mean, Lamar did choke, and Patrick Mahomes played well, so there is that part of it, too, Mm -hmm. that little sneaky detail. But, yeah, this is definitely what they wanted. They wanted wanted Taylor Swift. Now, the big report, uh, not even report, but the big, I guess, like information from last night, Taylor Swift is going to be performing in Tokyo, Mm -hmm. like technically the day of the Super Bowl, I think. The day before, have you watched the breakdown of how her itinerary would have to work out to be there in time to get to arrive? I, I'm, sleep, a, I'm get, a loser, so yes, I did see this yeah, itinerary. Get, a, get yeah. a sleep, get a meal, be able to tailgate. Yeah, you know, a little go, snooze. I don't think she's yeah. flying you know, middle seat on uh, Spirit, so I think she'll be all right. <laughs> does, wait, does Spirit offer, a, uh, does Spirit offer uh, Tokyo to Vegas? <laughs> yeah, it's direct. You have to yeah, fly it, though. Right. So the yeah, get there in time. You know, maybe hit the tables. So she might be a little tired. Chug a couple uh, beers, rip a couple glizzies, get in the mood. There's zero. It's an expensive stadium, by the way. It's like eighteen bucks for a Modelo. Jesus H. There's zero chance she misses the game, though, right? Oh, she's gonna be there. She'll be there, yeah. And then she's got a concert in New Zealand on the sixteenth. So that's just stop in. So you go Japan, Vegas, New Zealand. <sighs> Not God. bad. Yeah, I just uh, I could have been worse though. It could have been worse for her because it could have been like Japan, Miami, New Zealand. That would so at least it's West Coast, it's Pacific time. Yeah, right. I always love looking at that like the day after the Super Bowl. You'll see either like Sunday night or it'll be Monday morning, like six a.m. Flight Tracker or some sort of app or website that's designed to track all the PJs and flights. You just see like ten thousand yellow rainbows flying out of that one spot going every every other direction. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something, that's for sure. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Well sad news as 
Former Red Sox manager Jimmy Williams passed away. 80 years old. He was the skipper of the Sox from 97 to 01. Some of my favorite teams, actually, some of my favorite mm-hmm. memories were the Nomar, Pedro, like early Pedro with the Sox. They were in the playoffs in 98-99 uh, under Jimmy. Yep. But, I mean, some some great fun teams anyway. Great might be strong. But some like some memorable teams memorable. in there. Memorable teams. I mean, guys like uh, some of my favorites, like Troy O'Leary, Mo Vaughn. Like, he was, he was well, the skipper. the 99 series against Cleveland. I mean, game yeah. five yep. of the divisional series. The Pedro Martinez with the six shutout innings, 80 pitches, doesn't have a fastball, can't throw the ball more than 82 miles an hour. Troy O'Leary has like 19 RBI in the game. All-timer. Yeah. I had a chance to meet Jimmy Williams. Did you? 2004, I was filming Dream Job. Oh, and nice. And they flew us from New York to Kissimmee, Florida, and they gave us a spring training team to cover, and they said everyone needs to come up with a storyline, and we have access to... The Houston Astros for the day. Man, they did. You had to do real work. Yeah, no, it just had to, <laughs> I put together. That was my first ever field piece, and I had no idea what I was doing. Spoiler nice. alert. Um, so I interviewed Jimmy. What a crotch! <laughs> he was such a crank. He was such a cranky dude. Like I guess he. I guess when I told him I was a Sox fan, I think he felt like there was some sort of gotcha level media that I was going to be coming at him You're with. Like, I was like, no. no. Sir, I just I'm here to do a piece on Octavio Dotel. I know he's been a setup man for years. I'm a big fan. I, I'm I'm hoping he succeeds this year, whatever. Uh Lance Berkman was an interesting dude. Oh, the big the, Puma, right? Yeah, big big guy. God, what a big Puma. Boss. That's what they call him that. Yeah, the big yeah. wildcat. Um but the nicest of all the Astros I spoke with, Roger Clemens. The Rocket. Yeah, he's he a was great dude. Awesome. Yeah. He was such a good dude. He was so forthcoming and yeah. he, uh just bright on camera and super supportive and like shaking hands and taking like he was a he was a i reversed every feeling i had about the roger clemens that had a goatee in toronto and stared up at dan <laughs> oh, at sunset yeah. of his career <laughs> yeah yeah versus clemens in 04 in houston big fan back! all right let's keep moving here with these uh these grab bag items uh Apparently, there's going to be a new uh, Patriots podcast, or there's a new pod promo that uh, Bill Belichick was not a part of. Fitzy, explain this to us. Okay, so the Patriots, uh, my buddy Mike Dussault works for Patriots.com, helped yep. put together um, the Super Bowl of Sound. It's a second podcast. They did a six-part episode about the 2001 season. Now they've done one about the 2003 season, and Patriots.com just put it out on all your podcast platforms now. When they were putting together the promo to advertise it on social media, there was an omission of a shot of Bill Belichick. Pats fans today online went bananas. Yeah, they're like not they have all that. thought it was not a craft sports that. opera. No, they, it's like a thirty-second promo. <laughs> and you have to wonder, <laughs> though. Belichick. Yeah, I know. How's this going to go? How's this going to okay, play? Okay, well, forward? you know it's going over terribly so far. But you have to wonder, like, did some evil genius in the building say? You know what's going to get people to talk about this podcast now that the season's over when we may not have had as much interest as before? Let's leave Coach out of it. Oh, that's possible. Uh-huh. That's a good conspiracy. I can could, I could sign up for that. Oh, my God. It's- Grab bag? Well, speaking of that, if Bill Belichick is not coaching this year, which is kind of seeming likely at this point, do they do a big welcome back Bill week one like they did for Tom Brady? And... Does he take off his jacket? Excuse me. Run into the end zone <laughs> and pull a let's go. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, no, do, does he do? Does he take off his shirt 
and do shirtless jumping jacks like Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> or does he just do double birds across the... Or does he do like a Roger Clemens, just stare down the box? Wouldn't that be... Or, yeah, like he's the, not up or there. He's down the field. Uh, what are you doing? What are you looking who up Who was it for? who did the... Uh, X, was it X-Pac who did the double chop? X-Pac. Well, a lot of them did. Triple H, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Road mm-hmm. Dog, Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn, China, well, no, rest you, in peace. I, th- I think most importantly, you want to get Belichick back for 6-12-24 Tom Brady Day in the stadium. Mm, yeah, I guess. What What do you think they're ultimately going to do for Bill as far as like a... Because uh, like, there's no ring of fame. There's no ring of honor or anything like that. No. You know, he gets a statue. Statue. Yeah, I like this suggestion online I read from a fan a few weeks back that the statue should actually not just be Brady or not just be Belichick, but it should be the three, basically, the 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 triumvirate yeah, of the yeah. dynasty. It should be Kraft, Belichick, and Brady all up front. Kraft in the middle of the two, being like, hey, guys, easy. Like, don't, <laughs> don't fight each other. <laughs> same team. We're all on the same team here. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a grab bag. Which is what I am. New trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is out. This comes mm. out March 22nd. I'll tell you, the first little teaser trailer, I think we talked about it at the time, and I was yep. like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's Ghostbusters. It's Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon, who I love. Mm-hmm. But eh, I wasn't really feeling it. I This one, I like a lot more. I tweeted out at Dork Podcast on Twitter if you missed it, but I think I might be back in on this. So you're back in? I think so. It looked kind of fun. Okay, because the first one looked kind of weird. Ah, yeah, but also like they were going for. I mean, this is just maybe how they how they angled and edited the first trailer, but it looked like they were going a little bit more for the creepy vibes and that like a little less of the fun loving Ghostbustery type of thing. It was a little creepy. Now it's going to be interesting to, to meld the old Ghostbusters because mm-hmm. it looks like those that are still uh, with us are all in it, and I don't know how much they're going to be in it. The trailer kind of suggests a decent amount. And then kind of like combining them with like this new age. They go back. Uh, we got a Slimer. We got Slimer back. We got a legitimate Slimer spotting. Slimer's in there, yeah. What I mean, did you think of What did you think of uh, Afterlife? Fine. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. We talked about That's it on exact- Dork, but it wasn't yeah. like uh It was fine. I wouldn't like recommend it to anybody, but if it's on, if it pops on one of the streamers, it's not the worst. No, but yeah. it was not something I wanted to go out of my way to re- rewatch. No, that's why it's funny when they're like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. I was like, oh, you're probably, probably good. Probably don't really need it. But this, I don't know. I'll give it I'll give it a go. It is Ghostbusters after all, so. Come on, Grab bag. Fitz, this is another one that you came up with. First human has received a Neuralink implant. Yeah. What? We now officially have somebody who has had a chip. A cyborg. A So we... we I was recommending to some friends over the weekend. Uh, some we were recommending sci-fi and action movies to each other that others hadn't seen. And I'm not sure if you ever saw the movie Upgrade. No, it's, oh, that's it, a good flick. It sounds familiar, that is. But thank I'm you, not. Stanley. Oh, that's a good flick. Add with, that um, to as you say, Rich. Add that no, to the pile. I will. Tom Hardy. Is that no, Tom no. Actually, mostly unfamiliar. Stiz. Mm, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. So so I've definitely dude heard get, of it. This dude, oh, yeah, this dude. You want to know why? Gets, Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the story being audience that this guy uh, gets hurt. He and his wife get injured in this accident that we find out later really isn't much of an accident. But anyway, he gets this neural implant put in so that he can walk again. Funny thing is, he he becomes like superhuman. 
So now he's got like almost uncontrollable super strength and can do all of these crazy things. And when you say like, oh, now we finally have a cyborg, like the fact that uh, Elon Musk tweets this out today and says there are neural transmissions already happening, like neurons are firing for someone whose brain had been previously incapacitated. Wow. uh, Or that there had been injured like that's huge. This is step one. It's crazy. Yeah. No, so the reason why I've heard of Upgrade is so, uh, it's, as you would know, Lee Whannell, one of the co-writers of Saw, yeah. he wrote and directed this movie. Oh. oh. So, yeah. So no, I'm in on that. Fun, it's a fun time. Fun time. All right. It's, and I think, Rich, you're in and out in 90 minutes. I like that, too. Oh, that's another bonus. I, like I feel that. like this this would be a, this would be a good one tonight. Uh, I was going to watch True Detective from last night. I'm, I didn't watch True Detective where are, yet. Where are, I'm not in yet. Where are we? Is it worth it? Three episodes in. I've seen two episodes. I would say it is worth it. Stiz, you've seen all three. It is worth it. They're leaning. They're, they're really leaning into the supernatural, which... Why are we hemming and hawing so much? Why can't mind. we just get a couple of, like, yes, I love it? I'm yes. It's I'm good. yes. I just haven't seen it's the latest good. episode, but I am, a, I am a yes for sure. Stiz is kind of eh on it. No, it's it's good. It's just it's not amazing. It's not it's not season one, which maybe that's my fault for even comparing nothing. The two, but <clears throat> no, that nothing is can be se- as long as it's not season two. It's not season no, two. It's not season two. season three. I like quite a bit. Oh, upgrade is uh, streaming on Max currently. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, go. I, also, we didn't get a chance to talk too much television last week because there was a lot going on in Boston sports, especially with the Patriots, the NFL, etc. I did get to finally finish season two of The Bear. What'd you think? I think season two of The Bear is one of the ten best seasons of television ever. Yeah. That is one of the... You told me yeah. there's two or three episodes... That are off that, the charts episodes, yeah. Uh, and they were back-to-back. Yeah. Episode six, the one that's the hour-long-plus movie with John Mulaney <laughs> and Bob Odenkirk, the Brazados, mm-hmm. Family Christmas. Yep. It was a movie. It was an honest-to-God Sundance movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You deserve ten Emmys for that. I know. Um but then the episode that followed that up with uh, Richie, with Cousin, Cousin, going to the fine dining restaurant awesome. to learn how to buff. That's, awesome. I, 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 my God. But then, the payoff in, but then the payoff in the finale from that episode oh. was so incredible. So, yeah, the bear oh. the, took home but, the, uh, the dorky for the best show of uh, 2023. Did, did it really? It sure did. As it should have. Yeah. I would say that's, that, was a, that was art. That was truly that was a transcendent season of television. Yep. I agree. I would agree with all the, everything. Grab bag. Speaking of transcendent television, Ted is the latest episode of the Dork Podcast. You get on the Odyssey app or ever you get your podcast. This show, seven episodes on Peacock, Fitzy. Laugh out loud funny. A show that had a, uh, I would say, low expectations for me. But mm-hmm. then so many people kept tweeting and emailing us and being like, you guys got to watch this. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. Hilarious. I am all in on Ted. Ted was great. All uh, I've heard is that it's unbelievably funny. It's crazy how funny it is. It shouldn't be as funny as it is, and yet I love it. So if you like the uh, the R rated comedy, it is uh, it is for you. I saw that clip. Uh, the the one thing I've seen was that clip of Liam Neeson buying cereal at the grocery store where Ted was working. Wait, what? Wait, or was that in what was that in Ted Two? Oh, that might have been in the movie. I don't think this was. Ah, I never saw yeah, Ted yeah, Two. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Oh, too. my apologies. <laughs> no, all okay. good. Well, I Sorry. mean, it's a lot of the my same bad. humor. It's Seth MacFarlane. He directed all the episodes. He's obviously the voice of Ted. But then it's like a prequel, so it takes place where it's like uh, a young Mark Wahlberg, played by a different actor, obviously, in like mm-hmm. them in high school. But definitely worth the watch. All right, there you go. Another successful edition of. 
grab bag. We'll have more grab bag tomorrow at 9.20. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. We'll, have, uh, we'll finish up with our final thoughts coming up next year on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. We got a final score over at the Garden. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI with uh, Fitzy in the house as the Boston Celtics came back to beat the Pelicans. It was looking ugly for a while. The Celtics were not shooting well at all, but were able to turn it around and beat the Pelicans 118 to 112. Jason Tatum led the way with 28 points, 10 boards. Jalen Brown. Shooting real bad early. Figured it out a little bit from two anyway. Finished with 22 points and 11 rebounds and seven assists. Oh, Tatum had eight assists, by the way. And then Drew Holiday against one of his former teams had mm-hmm. 20 points. Uh, there we go. Brandon Ingram, 28 for the Pels. And Zion Williamson had 26. But for a moment there, Fitzy, it looked like they were going to lose their third straight game at home. But... We're able to snap out of it and uh, get get a win tonight. But they were down double digits for a large portion yeah. of the game. They actually had for a change. It was nice to see the Celtics have a good third quarter and then just turn it on in the fourth. Yep, they uh, hit the accelerator, so they outscore the Pelicans by twelve in the fourth quarter to get the six point win. They ended up shooting thirty seven percent from three. When we checked in earlier, was it right around halftime? They were shooting like twenty four percent. Yeah, it was it was so, uh, six for twenty five early on. Which was what happened on Saturday. So Saturday, they looked awful. Like That was just a non-competitive game. They couldn't throw it in the ocean. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George on the other side, and they lose to the Clippers. But, uh, you know, they had the game last Thursday where they just blew doors on the heat. Mm-hmm. Then they were horrible against L.A. They didn't play great tonight. They didn't shoot it great tonight. But they did pull out the win. And they're right back at it tomorrow. They got a TNT game tomorrow. And then they also have a TNT game on Thursday. This is part of a long homestand. They're a actually, wicked, this is a wicked stretch for them. Isn't it crazy? They're home until February 11th. That's their next road game. Till the Super Bowl? Yeah. So they got, like I said, Pacers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Hawks, and Wizards all on this homestand. So, and then they'll have a few games, and then it'll be the uh, the All-Star break. This Thursday, we'll find out who... The all-star reserves are Tatum already named a starter. So we'll find out if Jalen Brown's on there. I know the people want to see if Derek White's on there. I have a feeling he won't be. (laughs) Is Jalen Brown deserved to be an all-star this year? This is not. Oh, my God. He's He's a hater. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like an obvious thing, but I, I, I think he will be. Yeah. Like there's been. There's obviously been a like Jalen Brunson, like there's been some really good guard play in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference that weren't named to the start the starting lineup. So I think he still gets in there, especially with them having the best record. I mean, the team with the best record sometimes gets three. There's been years where they've gotten four. So I think the Celtics will definitely get two. I think he's the next guy because like Porzingis didn't play again tonight. So I wonder if all the games that Porzingis has missed is adding up and maybe he'll get bumped out and they'll bring, they'll put Jalen Brown in. Plus, Jalen Brown, you can kind of talk it either way. If you're like, hey, we need another guard. Oh, we need another front court guy. Mm-hmm. He can a little bit of everything. Check you can off play him all over the lineup. Yeah. I, I almost, I you know, not to fully, you know, drop a hot take right here at the end please, of the show, but I feel do. like with Porzingis right now, I don't think the Celtics have missed someone when they're out of the lineup 
as much since the days of Garnett. No, it's funny you say that. I, I think you're right. Like when it's, it seems to be more glaring when he's out right now. I mean, if they miss Tatum for an extended period of time, I think we would notice that as well. But yeah, Porzingis, like when he's in there, like you really feel the impact. He's had some great games where he's blocking shots, filling it up. And right. when he's not in there, you're right. Cause then, then you're asking more out of Al Horford. Like mm-hmm. your, your bench is that much thinner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, All right, Fitzy, sure. that'll do it for a Monday. We did it, Richard. We did it. All right. Talk to you on Wednesday. Hang it up on Wednesday again, my man. I like the sound of that very much. As we uh, get closer and closer to the Super Bowl, so we got two weeks to break the whole thing down. Mike Cadlick's going to be in for Andy Hart tomorrow. So, Stiz, great job as always. It'll be you, me, and Cadlick tomorrow at 6. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday night, and we will talk to you then.